Welcome to a podcast by Grantmakers in the Arts, a national association of public and private arts and culture funders. I'm Sherilyn Seely, GIA's program manager. In this podcast, Grantmakers in the Arts welcomes you to Oakland, home to vibrant creatives, diverse communities, a heritage of activism, and the home of GIA's 2018 annual conference, Race, Space, Place. While being a deeply rooted city with the oak tree as a metaphor of its culture and legacy, Oaktown is experiencing a significant transformation at the intersection of race, space, and place. Today we are joined by Nadia Alokta, Grantmakers in the Arts Deputy Director and Programs Director, Roberto Bedoya, Cultural Affairs Manager for the City of Oakland, and Shelley Trott, Director of Arts Strategy and Ventures at Kenneth Rainin Foundation. They share what you might not already know about Oakland and what to expect during the conference. Welcome, Nezia. Welcome, Roberto. And welcome, Shelley. Thank you for joining us. Nezia, for all who have joined us, can you give us a bit more context about the conversation today? What can we expect from Oakland? Thank you, Sherilyn. This Oakland conference has been a long time coming for us here at GIA, and I've had the great pleasure of getting to know the people, the place, and the culture more intimately over the last few months. Amidst conversations of gentrification, rising costs of rent, and concerns about displacement of long-standing neighborhoods, the city's culture stands central. At this rich time, Oakland, home to artists, immigrants, and newcomers for generations, explores its histories of resistance and empowerment with a future that celebrates roots, creativity, the power of stories, and the essential desire for belonging. But I would like to turn it over to two members of GIA's Conference Planning Committee and Oakland Natives to hear more. So first of all, as active participants in the local cultural community, can you tell us why Oakland and why now? Hi, everybody. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this conversation. Why now? It's a very exciting time in Oakland. The Oakland artist community is a vibrant one, it's diverse, and I think we're also sort of looking at the challenges the cultural sector is facing with sort of a resilience that I find intoxicating. I keep thinking of the Pointer Sisters. An Oakland band, there's a refrain that part of the Oakland narrative, they sing, yes, we can, can, yes, we can, can. So in some ways, what I love right now is this sort of this can-do spirit that exists in Oakland. Thank you for inviting us to this conversation today, Nadia, and we are thrilled that Grantmakers in the Arts is coming to Oakland next month. To Roberto's point, Oakland is one of the most racially and ethnically diverse cities in the United States and one of the top 10 most culturally diverse in the country. It has an incredibly dynamic art scene and unlike its neighbor across the bay in San Francisco, it doesn't have a lot of big budget large arts institutions. Rather, it's teeming with these small, vital grassroots organizations, artists working within and outside the nonprofit system, and that's really its magic. It's just incredibly vital and exciting to be here right now. And it's having, currently Oakland is having a Hollywood moment, which is really interesting from an Oaklander's perspective. It started a few years ago with Oakland filmmaker um, Ryan Coogler, who was first recognized for writing and directing Fruitvale Station, which dealt with the very um, controversial death of Oscar Grant. And he went on to then write Creed, of one of the Rocky franchises. And obviously his latest film, Black Panther, was just released this year and featured the city of Oakland. 
And we also have East Bay artists David Diggs and Rafael Casal, who wrote and directed Blind Spotting, which was released this summer. And David's character witnesses a police shooting, and both main characters struggle in a rapidly gentrifying Oakland. And then finally, we have Boots Riley, who's just a, you know an Oakland music icon who wrote and directed his first feature, Sorry to Bother You, uh, which is uh, very much an Oakland film. It's an absurdist dark comedy that offers a radical class analysis of capitalism. And sort of in these films, we see Oakland's radical wirings coming through. And it's quite clear in all of the cultural expressions in Oakland that uh, we have a particular perspective on politics, on race, on culture. And obviously at this point in time, the moment is ripe for such bold commentary. I just want to second what Shelley elegantly spoke about and add a reference to the novel There, There by the Native American writer Tommy Orge. And the, the reader has this section of, of that novel. So that just is sort of saying that not just film, and Oakland has a great deal of activity around in the literary arts, music, and, you know, kind of this art and social activism, which is really a deep passion within our community. Roberto, you mentioned the uh, the excerpt there, there, which we are so lucky to have in the reader coming up next month. And I also wanted to mention that we have some pieces from Oakland's Youth Poet Laureates in that issue that speak to some of the things that you're both mentioning here in these larger scale films and publications. Something that's connecting them together in my mind is something that we know from Oakland's cultural plan, looking at belonging. I think something that's really rich about Oakland's cultural scene is that that is something that ties these things together. We're about to release officially the cultural plan, um, and it's called Belonging in Oakland. So in many ways, the cultural plan, which was developed over the last year, uh, really speaks to the desire by Cultural Affairs Department and my peers, and and I'm really especially um, honored by my peers, the Rainin Foundation, the Akhenati Foundation, that in some ways all of us are sort of, in our various activities, are involved in constructing a civic narrative of belonging. So how does the city operationalize belonging? I do it in, you know, through my grant making. Shelley does it in through her grant making and some of the fabulous programs that they do, and Akhenati as well. And in many ways, Shelley's comment about Oakland being um, a home of individual artists and small and mid-sized organizations, that is kind of a significant element of our community. You know, also we as a city, like many other cities in America, we're facing this sort of hot real estate markets that are really changing the dynamics of cities. And so the issue of gentrification uh, that people spoke a lot about during the cultural plan process really foreground the desire and the, the aspiration. The, well, how do we create belonging when we feel like there is a politic of disbelonging at play or an economy of disbelonging at play? So we're, we're all trying to go down this path and explore what that means. So I actually think that in terms of the content of the conference, 
and the many sessions that are being proposed, we'll get to go a little bit deeper down this path and really sort of have some rich conversations about the work of creating uh, social cohesion vis-a-vis -vis the arts and, and, and how, do you, how does a, a city, how does the philanthropic community kind of create a, a sense of belonging? From John Powell's keynote to, you know, the various workshops uh, that that are afoot, we'll 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 go down this path together. Um, so, what are some of the things that you would like participants to know about Oakland, both historic and present? Well, Oakland really has a long history of powerful social, cultural, and political movements. I think probably many of the conference attendees are aware that the Black Panther Party was founded here in the 60s by students who went to Merritt College, Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. Uh, the Chicano movement also um, began here in the late 60s, early 70s to achieve Mexican-American empowerment. And these movements found common cause in protecting their communities from police brutality. And they worked together to offer free breakfast programs in Oakland at that time. And all of these traditions and communities coming together around these movements is still very active today in Oakland. It really defines the city, I believe, and the culture of this city. Um, and what I think is really distinctive about Oakland's activism is that culture has always been at the center and culture permeates every aspect of life in this city. Roberto, do you have any words of wisdom as we come into Oakland? Um, it's very much an activist community, and the goal of creating a just city is really paramount to many of the citizens of Oakland. And the arts is part of Oaklanders' life are really, really important and very active and not kind of marginalized to um, some outsider position. It's a key element about how Oaklanders imagine their life together. Thank you. Um, I'm certain that I will have to bring my Oakland walk with me when I arrive. <laughs> no, no, let, let's back up. It's not so much the walk, it's the nod. <laughs> so like when you're walking down the street, you gotta make sure you got the right nod. I got you. You know, not up or not down, all depends on who you encounter, you know what I mean? and what kind of vibe they got. Um, so with that in mind, <laughs> what can attendees expect from the conference experience and how does this relate to the idea of race, space, and place? You spoke about some of this in our two previous questions, but um, is there something that we can kind of pinpoint? Well, not surprisingly, um, attendees can expect lively conversations and dialogue around the themes of the conference about racial equity and equitable practices across funding areas that impact art and artists and capitalization and community development, arts education, and all the themes that run throughout the conference. Let me add to this to, and underscore what Shelley just said that this gathering provides an opportunity for many kind of active debates and deliberation among our peers as we kind of collectively try to move forward in our desire to uh, create a just democracy, not just a just city, but a, you know, really a just society. Awesome. This year in Oakland, we have an unprecedented number of conference sessions, a good problem to have in terms of content richness and from lots of perspectives and scales and funder types. I think it will be hard 
to choose, but not a bad conversation to be had. <laughs> I totally agree with that. What's very exciting to me about the GIA conference is really not only the opportunity to participate in a session and, and expand my knowledge about uh, where the field is at, but also to network, hang out in the lobby, meet folks that you never met before, and really sort of get a better sense of the philanthropic community that exists in our nation. Uh, an opportunity where I get to hear some some of these stories, some of these, and get to know some of the initiatives, get to know some of the, the individuals that are really uh, driving um, the development of the arts community in their locales. I certainly know that I'm excited to dance at the Oakland Museum to the Pointer Sisters with you, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incredibly excited to hear from the Idea Lab artists and the keynote speakers because I believe they will offer a range of perspectives on the themes of the conference, race, space, and place, and they will contribute to the lively dialogue that we will all carry forward in our sessions. One theme in particular that the Rainin Foundation has focused on in the last five years is affordable space. The pre-conferences focus on this issue, race-based place, of course, and the artist-led solutions to equitable development. There will be a series of rich conversations where funders can learn how they can engage with this, what I believe is an existential threat to our field, and how they can put equity and racial equity in particular at the center of these efforts. I think also some folks who are lucky enough to be on the Exploring Oaktown cultural tour will get to be in some of those spaces that are engaging in those issues immediately. One final question. I think it's an easy one, but I'm so curious. Can you tell us why Oakland is sometimes called the town? Because <laughs> we're not the city. <laughs> but there's something about an intimacy of a town that's really an important part of the vibe of this city. Uh, and it's not to uh, damn my colleagues in San Francisco. We're part of a larger uh, Bay Area ecosystem that's really vib vibrant and dynamic and rich. But part of the story of Oakland as the town is that it's its, it's history as being uh, a working class, blue collar town from the development of the railroads and the shipyards to you know, also be a community of color, and uh, always been a ma majority minority city. So, so these, you know, so that working class vibe is really kind of part of being part of a town. Yeah, there's a, a familiarity, a camaraderie, a sense of belonging, as Roberto has pointed out. Um, so there's just a deep sense of pride in the town. Thank you. This was a really great discussion. We certainly hope this gives everybody an idea of what to expect in Oakland at the Grantmakers in the Arts Annual Conference. Race, Space, and Place is our theme. We are here. We will be in Oakland from October 21st to October 24th. At this point, we are completely sold out, but we cannot wait to see you there. Cheryl, and I'll hand it back to you. Thank you, Nadia, Shelley, and Roberto for joining us today. That was a great snapshot of the conference, and we are certainly looking forward to it. And thanks to all of you who joined us. To find out more about what you can expect at the conference, conference sessions, speakers, or other details, continue to check our conference website, conference.giarts.org. Also follow Grantmakers in the Arts on Facebook and Twitter at GIArts for exciting new updates. 
Thanks so much for listening.